Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 197 of the Dave Damashek football program. Available as always on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Shaq. S-H-E-K, Shaq, Shaq, Shaq. Yeah, if you go over to that site, ASAMP, you will find a new shame slash check report. I did another reality check. This one talking about the Houston Texans fans. Uh, bad, bad behavior, I think. I think we, I think, uh, we called it fan dumb. Get it? Fan dumb, <laughs> D-U-M-B. Um, sitting across from me. What, what a show we have, by the way, coming up for you. Our very favorite guy in all the NFL, A.J. Hawk, who had a grand weekend just, uh, just a couple days ago. In Baltimore, three sacks for him. What a performance from that character. With Clay Matthews out, he steps up and uh, fills that uh, sack master void. Also, we're going to do the Red Challenge flag segment with Elliot Harrison, who you know, obviously, from his power rankings and beyond. And around the league's Chris Wessling, who happens to be seated across from me at this very moment. What's the poop with you, Wes? Hey, Shaq, I'm doing well. I enjoyed the uh, 10th anniversary gala last night. Boy, yeah, what a what a time that was! I saw black tie there. Did you have a good time, black tie? That was a that was, it was a 10th anniversary since the network started, and uh, yeah, everybody turned out. Black tie was all dressed up and everything. Black tie personified. Yeah, yeah it was uh, it was a great time. The tie was in fact black on it black was. tie last night. Yes, yeah, so, that is uh, why it is black tie. By the way, for people who don't know, and it's like, oh, is it is it because you're black? It's like no, actually, <laughs> no, it's because you're formal. Exactly. Yeah, you're a man of fashion, Carry high on, style. Sir. Carry yeah. on. Um, all right, so real quick, Wes, there are a couple of things before we get into the Red Challenge flag segment, which also is going to be available as a DDFP TV segment. We'll put that on NFL.com slash check in just a little while. This is when we go through the biggest games of the weekend, and Elliot and Wes will go head-to-head and pick these games. All right, uh, real quick, I want to get your thoughts on – we'll ask I, – I can't wait to hear what a player thinks who has some distance from this Peyton Manning, Jim Ursay thing. But we had a pretty good conversation about it over the last couple of days as the news broke. Ursay's comments to me 
are on some level a shot. There's no way around it. Now, the severity of the shot, that we can debate. You know, the, no, I meant it that if we had surrounded him with more talent, you see, that's all I was really getting at. But that doesn't really address seven when he when he says we're trading in statistics for playoff for for Super Bowl rings and seven out of 11 playoff loss in the first round of the playoffs. That, you know, that's a shot at Peyton Manning, and he can backtrack all he wants off of that. That is, in fact, what he was doing. I thought it was a direct shot at Bill Polian, not Peyton Manning. Mm. He talks about how the team was built. You remember we would hear every year at draft time how, because Peyton Manning is the heart of the team, Polian had to address the offense before the defense. And I think that's kind of what Ursay is saying now. He brought in Pep Hamilton, who has a, this power running game, which seems odd with Andrew Luck there, that you wouldn't put the ball in Luck's hands. But it seems that their philosophy now is defense, power running, balanced team, whereas in the past they went for stats and put up a lot of points, but they it wasn't a good formula for the playoffs. I don't buy that that was their philosophy at the time. First of all, they had Edge James for the vast majority of Peyton's time in Indianapolis, one. And two, they had plenty of def- defensive pieces on that team. I mean, you know, between Mathis and Freeney and, you know, before his umpteenth injury. Uh, uh, Bob Sanders. Bob Sanders. And, yeah, I mean, they had uh, Cato, uh, 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 Cato uh, June. Uh, That's his name, right? Cato, Cato June? June. Yeah. That doesn't sound right in hindsight, does it? Cato June. They had Cato June. And uh, – they had other good players. Bra- Gary Brackett? Oh, it? yeah, Gary Brackett. Yeah, they, I mean, so, yeah, the, the the notion that that defense was just perennially uh, a liability for them I don't think is exactly true. They well, weren't I the most rugged were, bunch. Yeah, I think w- if Bob Sanders wasn't healthy, they were a bad defense. Hmm. And I think they poured most of their resources into the offense as far as early rounds of the draft. So you think that you and your pals from around the league, like Dan Hanzoos, you are up in arms. How dare everyone make a, make such a big ado about all this nonsense? I think it's legit. I don't think Peyton Manning should even have to answer this question today. I don't think it should be asked of him because he wasn't – I don't think Irsay was talking about Peyton Manning. I think he was talking about how, how he has changed his philosophy on team building. Well, one thing I did get right was I said I guarantee you by end of the day – Jim say will retract and say, no, out of context, and that's not what was meant, and that's a blah, 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 and that's exactly what he did. This is the way of the world. Now. I get your point that for a, a player who basically got that stadium built and has been the face of the franchise, you better be awfully careful with what you say about him, and he probably could have couched it in better terms. So I will get to the picks in just a little while, but do you think Peyton now has a – I definitely think he has a fire that he didn't have going into this one, and maybe those – maybe that fire in the belly will burn up the butterflies that he probably has in there currently. But what do you think he shows up and now really delivers, or do you think the – because I, I uh, like I always say, man, I, it's not I'm not picking on him. I when, when he gets scrutinized a lot of the time, when you scrutinize Peyton Manning, he does not respond very well to that. Well, you've been a sports fan a long time, and you know athletes. You know that nothing fires them up like a perceived slight, whether it's a slight or not. If you perceive it, athletes will use any reason to get themselves fired up for a game. Yeah, I think he comes through and has a big game. Before we get to uh, Sunday's games and talking to A.J. Hawk and all the uh, the ramifications potentially there, I know you're an advocate of, by the way, that uh, the AFC North is still up in the air and includes even Pittsburgh if they can win this. I'm not 
optimistic about that, but I do. you do look at these crummy divisions and you see a path even for the Giants to win their division. I can see for the Steelers, there's a chance for them to gain a full game on every team in that division. The Browns should lose in Green Bay. Since he's in Detroit, that's a tough one. If the Steelers beat the Ravens head-to-head, they're one game back in the loss column. That seems ridiculous. Yeah, it's conceivable the Bengals lose in Detroit and the Steelers win at home against the Ravens. Then you're talking they're one and a half games back. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're in it. Yeah, with one divisional game, they would be one and one in the but division. But I agree, it's not a conversation in, unless they beat the Ravens. I want to get your thoughts on this. What do you think on Thursday Night Football on uh, NFL Network? It's uh, the Arizona Cardinals hosting the Seahawks. The story seems to be the Seahawks and Pete Carroll and look at this team. And it feels to me like people are sleeping on the fact that the Cardinals are not half bad. They're 3-3 three and three right now. I think they're one of the quieter stories there are. And I think they have a legit shot of, of stealing this game. I mean, this is a big game for them, and teams do tend to get up in the prime time, especially ones that don't get it very often, and that's uh, that defines the Cardinals. Bruce Arians is doing a terrific job. I, Carson Palmer is no world beater. He's a huge upgrade from what they've had, but he's not uh, anything really that special at this point. I mean, I wouldn't put him in the top half of the quarterbacks in the NFL at this point. And uh, they're at 3-3. Three and three. What's the better division? Is it the AFC West that has two 6-0 and o teams and a good Chargers team and a below-average Raiders team, but not a complete joke of a team, it doesn't appear? Or do you go NFC West with the Seahawks and the Niners I mean, and and uh, and then you have two, three, and three teams. There's no dead weight in that division, which is better. That's a good question. I think they're pretty equal. I would go NFC West. I think the uh, 49ers Seahawks combo is a little bit stronger than Broncos Chiefs. Uh, I don't know if I trust the Chiefs quite yet. I think they have the best defense in football, but their quarterback isn't really playing that well. What do you think? Uh, jumping around, uh, Bruce Arians is an offensive coach, and it uh, of all the new coaches this year, it seems uh, almost every one of them is an offensive guy. Can you imagine in the so-called quarterback league, and everybody scores thirty-eight points every single week? It seems. Can you imagine ever hiring a defensive coach? It seems like a bad move, almost. I mean, you go Trestman to or Chip Kelly, and uh, you know, so on. Everybody, you know, it's all all these wizard guys, and what you really want, the teams are now all entire built around the quarterback spot, it seems. You'd have to almost be crazy. To, I mean, do you think for a little while now we're going to see no more? I mean, Gus Bradley in Jacksonville, it's not his fault that they're 0-6. There's no talent there. But do you think that we'll see more and more and more of these uh, these offensive I do. I guys? think that's exactly where the NFL is going. And I think if you look at a situation like uh, Carolina, where Ron Rivera is coming under fire because they – Cam Newton, if you look at him play, he looks like he hasn't developed a bit since he was drafted. Right. And, you know, it seems like they're just waiting for that coaching staff to leave so they can bring in someone who can work with Cam Newton and devise an offense that suits him. Yeah, it's funny. I was I was going to do on the Sheck report this week. In fact, I was going to talk about nepotism, which is it's it sounds funny, but it's it's absolutely real that you can make cases that Jay Gruden doesn't belong in the NFL as an offensive coordinator. Brian Schottenheimer in the Rams, obviously his old man, and uh, and then um, uh, then the the last example there. Oh, Mike, Mike Shula. Shula. In Carolina, yeah. I mean, all three of those guys seem deficient and seem to be holding back potentially good offenses. You would think in a $10 billion business you wouldn't have to worry about nepotism, but isn't that how football works? Well, you hire your buddies because you've coached with them in the past? It's how America works. Look at the president of the United States and some of the recent uh, 
guys that got elected there. Can't say that, uh, or even, uh, or former first wives. I can't imagine that a lot of these people would make it as far as they have if they didn't have the uh, the connection there. All right, listen. Speaking of connections, let's get to it. Our main man, Hawk. You listen to Dave All right, here he is, everybody. One of our very favorites. You know what? I don't even know why I try to be polite to the others. He's my favorite. The, my, bar none. Bar none. And he's coming off, wouldn't you know it, one of the best games of his career, at least statistically. Here he is, Green Bay Packers linebacker, A.J. Hawk. What's the poop, fella? Well, not much. Good to be back. It's been a while. I yeah. feel, like, feel like you guys have been ducking me. No, indeed. Shame the devil. You've been ducking me. We have... <laughs> I feel sad, though, right out of the gate. I have to apologize because we don't have your pal Rankin here with us, and he is really sad that he couldn't uh, couldn't join in to, to congratulate you on the three-sack performance against uh, the Balt Ravens last week. Oh, yes. I hear uh, Chris is sitting in for him, so he's a good Ohio guy, so I'm sure he'll do great. Yeah, that's true. Well, we'll see. I don't know. You're more optimistic <laughs> than I am. We'll see how it goes with him. Um, but Hawk, what about the uh, what about the three sack performance? Where did that come from? That come from the spot that you are on the field getting three sacks, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, everything kind of just uh, just came together on the on the pass rushing front for me this past week. But uh, you know, when you have a bunch of big old D linemen in front of you that do a great job, it makes my job a lot easier. So those guys those guys kind of paved the way for us, and we uh, it makes our job easy. No, no, no. Take full credit for it. Don't act. Don't don't make like, oh, yeah, it was great what the other guys did. No, no. I, I dominated the game. I dominated the world champion Ravens last Sunday. That should be your attitude. Okay. I don't. Okay. I'll let you say that. Man. Not me, buddy. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, it's, uh, it was a good win. It was fun. Did you watch any of it? Of course I watched it. I delighted. You know I'm a Steelers fan, so it gave me uh, – I, oh. I had every reason to be thrilled with the outcome there. Yeah, it was crazy. It was back and forth, man. They almost uh, they almost got it at the end, but, man, our, our offense is good. Eddie Lacy's a stud, so he ran the clock out for us. We did a good job. You like Lacy quite a bit, huh? Of course, yeah. I mean, as a linebacker, I know what it's like to try to tackle those big old bruisers. And Eddie is deceptively fast and quick, too. He's got great feet, so I think he's going to cause some issues for defenses all year. Is it though? I, I, when I look at you, got I mean, Clay Matthews goes out, and uh, you know, in spite of the the silly long flax and locks that we've talked about uh, quite a bit, I thought you know this is a major loss. He's your most dynamic defensive player, and now on the offensive side with the receivers going down, what I mean, what's the, what's the frame of mind in there? Does uh, McCarthy use some of the Tomlin approach of next man up kind of thinking? Yeah, of course, man. I'm not. I'm not well versed on the Tomlin approach, but um, I'm a fan of his. I just don't know exactly what the, the inner workings of the Steelers are. Like I know you study them daily, but yes. Coach McCarthy, yeah, I mean it's definitely next man up. We've we've had we've kind of been through this before. We've had a lot of guys go down. It's just I don't there's you can't really put your finger on why exactly it's happening happening, but um, yeah, it's, it's definitely the next man up and guys. We had a lot of young guys this past week that stepped up and played really well, and we're going to count on them again this week. So until we can get uh, everyone back in the lineup and get them healthy, you know, we uh, we're going to be playing with with some younger guys that might be a little less 
experience, but they're still great players that, that are going to do a great job. Is it too simplistic, though, Hawk, to, to sort of think that obviously you have to change your game plan now? Now, if you don't have those receivers, you're, you know, you, the expectation has to be that you're going to start trying to pound it with Lacey some, and you can't, uh, you know, uh, Capers can't unleash the blitz as much without Clay Matthews in there and so on. I mean, you know, I don't know. We don't we don't know that exactly. We don't know what we're going to do. I don't know if we have to really change everything. Obviously, we had a couple of receivers go down with James Jones and Randall Cobb. So offensively, uh, we have a ton of weapons, but those are two studs right there. Um, who knows what their status is for the you know this week and leading up after after that? But we'll see. The offense is so explosive; they'll they'll find a way to put points up. I know that, regardless, run pass, whatever it is. And defensively, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see what we do. I mean, Coach Capers always has a great plan. He had a great plan this past week in Baltimore that uh, held him with 17 points. So hopefully, we can we can keep rolling with that and get some pressure on the quarterback. Hey, how come there's – am I crazy, or is this the most injuries the NFL's ever had in a season? This year? I don't – I mean, doesn't it seem like it? I'm sure there's – Yes, it does. I don't, you're a, you're a, one of the, the top echelons of media personality, yes. so I'm sure you study that stuff. <laughs> I, I haven't really studied the numbers, but I do remember when you go back – if you think back all the way to, like, July 25th when we were starting training camp – you know how many injuries? Like, I remember every single day it seemed like there's bona fide stars going out every every day with with season enders. So I don't know what it is. It's crazy to to think. I don't. Uh, it's like, what's the answer? Or what's the reason? We don't know. I mean, you can sit there and think about it all day, but I don't know what the what the reasoning is behind that. Other than guys got a bunch of big. Big, fast, strong guys. Hey, AJ, speaking of injuries and next man up, I went back and watched your Ravens game on Game Rewind. And is it Javari Holiday, the guy who started right next to you? Jamari Lattimore. He was making plays all over the field. I had never even heard of him. (laughs) Yeah, Jamari's a great player. He, um, you know, that's like you say, that old next man up thing. I mean, Brad Jones, our other inside backer, got hurt a week or two ago and so Jamari stepped in and played really well for us uh in Baltimore so he's we can kind of the great thing about our young guys especially I mean Jamari's been around for a couple years but you can trust them there I always tell people number one thing you need to be accountable to your teammates and your coaches and they need to be able to trust it to put you in the game and all of our young guys they come in right off the bat from the beginning they're they're ready to play so you got to give those guys a lot of credit Hey, what did you make of Aaron Rodgers during the game talking to the Ravens after Cobb gets injured there? It did look, when you if you were watching the game at all, as I was on TV, the first thing you did, oh, man, they went right at his knee there. What do you think as a defensive player? I mean, as a defensive player, obviously, um, I know how hard it is to, to hit these guys in the whatever the target area we have, if there is a target even left anymore. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I mean, I understand what Aaron was doing, definitely. I, I agree with him going and standing up for his receiver. I feel terrible for Randall. I mean, that was a, a big shot he took right out of his knee. But I think Aaron's even come out and, and said that they, the DBs, the safeties, brought up some great points to him. And so we're basically talking, like, look, I don't, we can't hit these guys anywhere. We have to take them low because if we go up high at all, these refs are so itching to throw their flags, even if they think you're close to hit him in the head that uh, not only is it going to be 15 yards, they're going to take a bunch of money away from you. So I think uh, everyone can kind of feel for the defensive guy there that, that even though our own guy got hurt, I mean, like, what do you do? Yeah. Honestly, where do you hit him? 
Well, it's, that's exactly right. What are you supposed to do? I mean, I know this is old news, but to, to me, I, it's, it's ludicrous to expect a guy, you're running as fast as you can at him as he is in the air reaching up for a ball, and as he turns towards you, he's going to drop down. There's no way you can figure out where specifically to put your shoulder into his body. And sometimes your heads are going to bonk into one another. True? I mean, right? It's, it's unavoidable. Yeah, I mean, it's like... What do you want? Like we're seeing now. So, uh, believe me, I'm all for protecting our our uh, our heads. I mean, that's all we have. Once we're done, your whole body can break down. I can get I can get knee and hip replacements, but I can't replace my brain. So I understand we have to protect this thing. But so they have this huge emphasis on on head to head contact or anything up high, basically. And now I'm sure there's a lot more knee and ankle and crazy injuries like that because guys you have to take guys lower you're you're forced to and now obviously the rule guys i'm sure are going to go back this off season and reevaluate that now and who knows what they're going to come up with you just gotta i guess you gotta attack the guy when he catches the ball and just touch him and then run away look at us hawk see we had we, we just had an issues oriented a serious minded issues oriented conversation <laughs> you know pretty- I know we get pretty deep on here. I like. It. I know. Yeah, we have range. That's what it's called. That's that. <laughs> you know. That's that's how it you know, is. Now, in the business. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Range. You have range as a linebacker. You and me and Chris have range as broadcasters, as analysts oh, of this game. Hey, uh, speaking of analyze, I was in here last week with Brian Hartline, who you played with at Ohio State. And I made the connection, and I said, oh, yeah, Hawk's one of our very favorite guys. He's such a funny guy. And Hartline, on the air, you can go back and listen to it, he said, wait, A.J. Hawk is funny? What's that about? I, honestly, I saw you tweeting me about yeah. this, and I, was, I meant to respond to you, but I was glad I came on now. I, I mean, honestly, the thing about it is, Hartline, man, he's such a young, he's so young compared to me, too, but... I've been around him as much as I'd like to, so you know, honestly, I I was my whole life just a still am, but just a just a shy little boy, you know. And I think that when I was around Hartline in college, I was just a just a, a shy wee little boy, you know. So he didn't really get to see me open up around him. And I think when I when I met my wife and the more I'm around him, she's kind of told me like, hey, don't be a douche. Once you step out and talk to people, why you talk to people tonight? So I have to thank her for that, and I have to thank guys like you. That really, you know, seem to. We have these long form. I guess you can call it an interview, and it's good. You get you get some time to talk. So maybe, uh, maybe I'll get to hang out with Hartline this off season a little bit. I want to bring the the two of you together. It's my it's my mission yeah, now. Should. He was. I heard he did a great job. He was fantastic. Where'd you hear that? Yeah. Your old man. Yeah, my dad, my brother saw him on there too. Uh, oh. He kind of did the rounds, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, right. He did. He was yeah. did all the different shows over here Martin at the NFL. Did, but he, but, I need to talk to him though. He he has a he grew that goatee and he looks like he's forty years old now. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, so, like we have a, one of our linemen, Donnie Barkley here. He grew a goatee and I'm like Donnie. Honestly, you look like your forty nine year old father of four. Like it's crazy when guys when some guys grow these goatees, they just look so old instantly and so mature. Well. Goatees went out just about the same time that uh, wearing your hair long uh, went out of style. You got a lot of a lot of follicle <laughs> issues up there in Green Bay between Clay and uh, and the goatee guy now. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I, I'm, the thing about it is, I'm probably just jealous because I can't grow any facial hair. I'm like a seventh grader right now. If I try to grow facial hair, I look terrible. <laughs> well, you're a shy little boy. That's all. Exactly. 
cry with your little boy. <laughs> now listen, Hawk. We talked about issues. Let's talk about another issue quickly. What did you think of what Jim Ursay said about Peyton Manning? Did you think that there? Do you think that we have misconstrued the quote, or should Jim Ursay be more careful about what he has to say about the guy who basically is responsible for building that stadium in Indianapolis? All right. Well, um, I am very sorry. Is there any way you can refresh me or tell me what the quote is? I understand. I heard all. I heard is that he kind of made a stink between him and John Fox or whatever for something talking about Peyton. Well, we know exactly what happened. We've been arguing about this, and now Jim Ursay has backtracked from the original comments. But what he essentially said was, "We're trading here." He says, "You you you make the playoffs eleven times, and you're out in the first round seven of those eleven times." You love to have Star Wars numbers from Peyton and Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. Mostly, though, you you love to win rings. So he's basically saying it, he was saying it's a disappointment that they you know that they they didn't win and they've traded stats in the attempt to try and get Super Bowl rings. Do you take that as a shot? Man, I mean, I it definitely can sound like a shot. I think how it comes across, but I I don't know obviously Jim Mercy personally, but I I'm guessing that's not how he. He didn't say it. To, he didn't. He wasn't trying to take a shot at Peyton. I'm sure Jim Irsay seems like he's a a colorful, colorful character <laughs> that, that likes to. He seems like he's always out there doing something crazy that normal owners aren't doing. But I don't know. What do you think? To add context to this, it, Jim was talking about building a team and how his philosophy has changed, and he wants it to be more balanced and include more defense, and then. My issue was that the media basically took that and ran with it and made it about Peyton Manning instead of the whole issue of uh, how how his philosophy has changed on on team building. But listen, uh, Hawk, listen to what yeah. I'm telling you. The point okay. is that the NFL would do well to take a page from WWE. And I mean this. I, I don't mean it has to become cartoonish. But it ain't bad for there to be a little trash talking. Here's what I think. I think you guys get along too much. When you're when you uh, with your opponents, I think it would be. I think Commissioner Goodell seriously should pull out the whole all the players behind closed doors and say, "Listen, guys, no more complimenting how much you respect each other and how great a guy so and so is on the other team. No more of that jive. We're fans. All the fans, believe me. Baltimore and Pittsburgh are playing this week. No one, no fans of either team want to hear. Hey, we, hey, all the Steelers think the Ravens are cool guys, and vice versa. We don't want to hear about how you guys hang out. We want to hear that we're doing it for our city, and we have to take down the uh, our arch foes. You see what I'm saying? I well, I, I I agree with you. We should definitely take a page out of the WWE. We should all be cutting promos like the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan used to do, you know? Like, how awesome would that be? Let's they, do it, then! They, they do some, as the wrestlers say, you got to get some mic work in, you know? Those guys were amazing. That's not easy to do when they would cut those three-and-a-half-minute promos when they're just kind of freewheeling and, and talking about the guy they're going up against. So, yeah, I mean, that'd be all right with me. I, and I, I'm i with you when you say we, we get along too well with the other team, you know? After... I'm fine with after a game, both sides just going to the locker room. We don't need to go say hi and hug each other. That's exactly right. And, and by the way, I'm a grown-up. I understand that you know these guys, and obviously you get to, you know you were at the combine or wherever, and you cross paths, and you've been in uh, you know parties together and stuff. Just don't talk about it. That's all. Just uh, no one needs to hear about it. It un- it makes us. It makes we fans feel like losers because we are you know because because we desperately want you to win, and you're like yeah. 
after the game. Like, yeah, the Bears are kind of cool guy. Yeah, Jay Cutler, he's a fun guy to hang out with. I don't want to hear about it, Hawk. You know. I understand. I I hear you completely. I'm I'm with you. I mean, I believe me, I'm a fan of the NFL. I, I watch players and teams. I'm a, I'm a fan of of football. So yeah, I mean, I can I can definitely see where you're coming from, and it's got to be. It probably is annoying to be a fan if you're watching, like say we're playing the Bears or something, and if you did see someone on our team help another guy up or something from the Bears, yeah, I would I would definitely have an issue with that if I was a fan. As a player, I actually have. I have issues with helping the other team up too. I don't think that should be. I've had I've had issues where I've had times I've played guys I played with in college like a running back, and I'll tackle them and they'll sit there and hold their hand up for me to help them up, and I'll tell them, "Sorry, man, can't do it, buddy. Not doing it. Can't help you up right now." I love they it. They understand completely. That's the kind of commercials the NFL should be putting out. <laughs> Don't, yeah, yeah. Te- teach it from yeah. the, the – that's what it is. They say it starts with the youth. That's what you do. If you start coaching them up when they're five, they'll, they'll, they'll have a bitter hatred for anyone they ever go against. That's what we need. Now, what if you had to win one huge game, big, big game, would you rather have Tony Romo or Peyton Manning? Oh, jeez. I mean, I don't, where'd, you, where'd you come up with those two guys? Because they both throw uh, big interceptions in big games. Peyton does? Yeah, of course he does. What do you mean, does he? This is the. I don't understand why everybody is obliged to defend Peyton Manning. I don't under. What is the thing with everybody? If you're in the NFL, then you have to you know, ha- shame the devil if you acknowledge the fact that he is nine and eleven in his career in the postseason. Outside of beating the Patriots once in Indianapolis, what big playoff game can you even recall for him? He's well, great. I, I know he's great. I'm not saying he's he's not one of the one of the better quarterbacks of all time. He's certainly not the. I mean, he certainly can't be called clutch, though. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't study these guys like you do in their playoff performance. I just see the film that I get. But you know what? I'm going to make you super angry right now, Tony right. Chick, and I'm going to pick neither and stick with my guy, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh... he is my He's my pick for quarterback over any guy you ever question me about. You know what, Hawk? After what we had just talked about, that's the right answer. I can't yeah, go into battle mean, with anyone. My team? Yes. That, yeah. That'd be like that'd be like animal going against Hawk back in the day. In Boston, Hawk. R.I.P. Rest his soul. He he. We lost him too early. Yeah. A uh, couple more things, just real quick. First of all, I wanted to update you on something. Adam Rank, who you know loves to talk to you. In spite of that, over the summer, you know, he was he was looking for a new football team to root for. You know who he mm-hmm. wound up going with? And he's serious, too, and it's not job. You know who is what team he decided on? Who? The no, Chicago Bears. Know. The Chicago Bears. Why? How is that? I don't know why. I mean, I, I, I can't answer that for Where's you. Where's he from? Where's Rank from? He's from L.A., and so he, so he doesn't have a team. And then well, he has some family connection or whatever. He has a nephew who's a Bears fan, so he thought he would go with them. But I told him at the time... One guy who's not going to like that is AJ Hawk. Yeah, and that's crazy, man. I used to in rank, you know, rank a comedian, right? Yeah. Man, I don't know if I can go see his stand-up now. <laughs> if, he's ever, if he's coming through my town sometime, I don't know if I can see rank now. <laughs> I think that's uh, I think that's a good decision on many levels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I hear you. Hey, uh, no, listen, but yeah, he would. Uh, he, I, I, if you ever want to send him a strongly worded letter, we'd be happy okay. to share it with him. Um, okay. Also, Hawk, 
we like to talk movies and TV and everything else. Did you watch Breaking Bad? You never got caught up on that one, right? I never got caught up. Yes, I see all these people talking about the finale. It was great, right? It was great. And Walter White White dies at the end. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that's not a spoiler, right, for a guy who's never seen it? That's playing on on catching up on Netflix? Thanks. Well, listen, people are – Black Tie Behind the Glass is angry at me for saying that. What's your problem with that? I'm allowed to tell him. That is – that I was is, just acting like the old. I was acting like everybody else that was on Twitter uh, that gets mad at people. It is. For it is ridiculous. I got a lot of abuse. Hawk, don't you think it's fair if it aired 48 hours ago that that's the deadline? I can now talk about it. True. I mean, I I think the deadline is seven hours. Who cares if you're that into the show? And you, you Thank can't, you. You just can't even think about it, and someone tells you, then watch it live. Then be a real fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, and last thing is, I've noticed over the years, I like to look at, you know, sports streaks are really important. In movies, there are certain actors who have gone on some tremendous streaks, like, you know, Harrison Ford. How about this? He goes, Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Return of the Jedi, Blade Runner, Witnesses in there. There's never been a, I mean, there's no bum movie in that roster I just gave you there. That's his. Can you think of anybody who? What actor do you think has been in the most good movies? Oh man, you really go deep with this. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not saying I don't care about Academy Awards either. I'm talking about. Yeah, believe me. I can you? Who won Academy Award? I'm not, I'm not watching it. Um, <laughs> let me think. You know what? I would probably. <laughs> I would have to go with my old school favorite, one of the greatest mullets. Doing Tai Chi out in sweatpants outside his barn, oh. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> you are Think a man. Him. You're a man after. Out, yep. Everything. Think about that man. Are you kidding me? We lost him too early too. You got we've we lost a gem in Patrick Swayze. That guy knows what he's doing. He was the man. Do you know that I once had the opportunity? It was one of the highlights of my life to glad hand with him briefly. I once How? got where I in that's that's life in L.A. Man, you know, I was just I was at a restaurant. There he was. I went over. In fact, I was with Adam Carolla, so I was with a celebrity and went up to you know to arguably the biggest celebrity of them all. And yeah. and we kibitzed with him for a second. We're like, oh, we're big fans of yours. I, in fact, I had just gone as Dalton um, to a Halloween party that year, and I went up and told him about that, and he he didn't he couldn't have cared less. <laughs> oh man, that that don't meet your idols, man. That's so Dude, right, do huh? Not, do not meet your idols. Are you kidding? That's a shame. He should have been so jacked that you were Dalton to Halloween. Yeah, he didn't seem to care. Last then, what is his best movie, Patrick Swayze? Let me just before you forget one. There's Roadhouse. There's okay. Point Break, you know, AK, it could be Clash. It really, you could call that Clash of the Titans. Oh, you know, by the way, that's a, now that now that I bring that up, Point Break, you know, Keanu Reeves in that movie is Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah. Right. And then when he plays, and then the movie about the oh, the replacements in the, in, in uh, what's his name in the replacements? Shane Falco. Shane Falco. They're both Ohio State quarterbacks, as I'm sure you've noticed. Of course. Who's the better quarterback? And there is a right answer to this. Is Shane between between Shane Falco and Johnny Utah? Yeah, you've never seen either one of them throw a football besides the uh, the beach game they play when Swayze when he chase it when he's running with the ball in the in the shoreline and uh, oh yeah he tackled he tackled Swayze into the water. Yeah, it's like you're so you guys are you're so far out of bounds it's ridiculous. But anyway, (laughs) yeah, well, hey. Keanu doesn't care. Johnny Utah, there's no rules for him. But if I had to pick, honestly. 
Johnny Utah was definitely the better quarterback. He was going to be like a top five pick, and they bent his knee back 90 degrees the wrong way, missed his window, as he tells you in the movie. That's right, he does. And furthermore, the reason that I know Utah was better was because back in the day when the Big Ten team, Big Ten champ, always went to the Rose Bowl, Johnny Utah, in the backstory, took the Buckeyes to the Rose Bowl. Shane Falco only got to the Orange Bowl, which means at best he came in second place in the Big Ten that year. <laughs> you do your research. There's a reason you're you're a top tier media personality, man. You know what you're mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. I appreciate that compliment. And AJ Hawk, it's a thrill to get it from you. A man at the top of his profession after three sacks against uh, the Ravens. You guys gonna go and get the uh, the NFC North now? Uh, the North is solid division. We, it's we more than so. solid. It's good, man. I, 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 know. I, I Josh Freeman will make that team a little more dynamic, if nothing else. And then uh, yeah, everybody can play in, in the, the NFC North, so that's how we like it. Though you know, we want to have a, a tough division. So if you you know if you take care of your business in your division, you should uh, hopefully do well in the postseason. No, no, you know what? We had a nice conversation as usual, and then you got to go out on a cliche like that. You what? You don't want a tough division? Was that cliche? I don't. You because I don't believe you want a tough division. Why yeah, wouldn't you, you want do, a bunch of bums in your division? No, that's terrible. Because if so, okay. So say you have a bunch of bums in your division and you win your division, no one cares. It's like, so like right now, obviously, people don't really have a ton of respect for the Big Ten as a whole. And everyone, like Ohio State, they want the Big Ten to be, they want all of them to be legit. So if you run through the Big Ten, you get that respect you deserve and you go to a big bowl game and you you win. So I want them to be, I want them to, uh. I want the North to be good because then I want to. I want to beat the champs. You know, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the champs. You want to be battle tested for the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I agree. I know what you're saying, Damashek. I hate cliches, and I thought every once in a while I just naturally fall back into one, but I didn't really mean to there. <laughs> All right, you're off the hook then. Last thing, though, is the Josh <laughs> Freeman. Do you think that that's uh, that's going to make the Vikings scarier? You like that move for them? Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously it's a. What a weird situation they had down in Tampa, and it seems like a, a good fit for both of them, I guess. I played Josh when he was down in Tampa, and he beat us. So he's a he's a great player. He's still very young, too. So I think, man, future's really bright for him and, and for that team. you got Adrian Peterson running the ball. So believe me, you put a stud quarterback like that behind him, they're a, they're a force to be reckoned with. The Buckeyes couldn't beat Oregon, right? Come on. Wow! Well, because because nobody can stay within four touchdowns of that team. So yeah, far. I mean, come on now. They're uh, I, I like the the Bucks' chances if they get to play play Oregon, but I'm just hoping if Ohio State wins out, they get a shot at the title. I don't know if that's the case right now, though. Ah, it always seems to work out. Everybody will take a loss. I think the Bucks have a real good chance of running the table, and if they do, and say Louisville does, definitely the Buckeyes will get the nod over them. But uh, anyway, listen. Hawk, it's a pleasure as always to kibitz with you. Um, oh, that's what I had to ask you. When we get your old man on, that's what we really need to hey, do. I really want to do that. Whenever you want, man. I'll, uh, you tell me. He's he uh, he's got a he works a lot, but he would definitely carve out any time you guys need. Believe me, I t- I texted him after last time I was with I was on, and I told him like, hey. You're gonna to want to listen to this one. I was like, I, I threw you in there, and he texted me after he listened. He's like, Oh, geez. He's like, throw me under the bus all over the place. And he was all, he was, he was laughing. But yeah, man, I think it'd be good to have him on. I'd What's love it. Tell someone to. 
don't, he doesn't have Twitter or anything, but um, let me know and then I'll I'll set it up for him. Believe me, he's he's so he's so uh, weird and and uh, detail oriented. Like I said before, that guy would sit there and he'd send you an agenda of his whole schedule of the day, and he'd let you know little tiny increments when he could call you. Um, all right, and uh, the answer to the question I have it's a tie. It's uh, it's a tie for best Patrick Swayze movie, Roadhouse and Red Dawn, and I will never choose. And there's nothing you can do to make me. I can't choose between those two. Think about that trilogy: yep. Roadhouse, Red Dawn, Point Break. Uh, it's not a trilogy. They're all different. They're not tied together, but man, I follow. That's a, that's a heck of a Saturday afternoon if you watch those three. I mean, you know, the the thing with Red Dawn is that uh, you know these kids they retreat up into the mountains to fight the uh, to fight the Soviets. And, uh, you know, they, they remade this picture. I don't know who decided to remake a classic like that, but why they would why they would do that. But, I mean, it's just it's what you remember the scene when they go to the drive in movie theater and um, to see their dad, Harry Dean Stanton. And it's um, yeah. is it? Uh, wait. Oh, it's Chaz Sheen. That's who it is. What a cast, too, by the way. <laughs> oh, and you know what else? Swayze was also in The Outsiders with Chaz Sheen and Tom Cruise and all the rest of those guys, too. Ralph Macchio. Macchio. Yeah. Ooh, C. C. Thomas Howe, who was yeah. also in Red Dawn. But in yeah. Red in Red Dawn, they go to visit Harry Dean Stanton at J- in uh, at the drive-in, which has been converted into a prison camp. And they bring Harry Dean Stanton. He can barely walk over to him. And uh, he's like, boys, you got to get out of here. The look, the army's looking for you everywhere. You got to go and hide. Get out of here! And he's whispering to them, and they're like, "Okay, Daddy, we're gonna miss you, and then we'll never see you again." And uh, and then so then they turn and walk away to walk away, and they get about like twenty, thirty yards away, and all of a sudden Harry Dean Stanton, who just told him, "Hey, you guys, gotta sneak out of here because everybody's looking for you." All of a sudden he go he starts yelling, "Avenge me!" Hey, old man, shut up. I thought you just told us everybody's looking for us. Now you're putting a spotlight on us, jerk. Right? You know, Huck? Yeah, hey, I tell you what. If you if you can watch that scene with his kids crying and mm-hmm. up against the fence and everything, and you don't get a little choked up, and I don't think you're a real man. No, indeed. No, and, it, and that doesn't just go for uh, shy wee little boys. That goes for <laughs> full-grown men, too. Yes, sir. All right, I Huck. Agree. Go get them brownies. I think you'll handle them. I'm not going to assume anything, but I think you have a good chance there. I predict that you're going to win at least the next two before you play host to those Chicago Bears and a big one on Monday night. That's going to be grand. Hawk, what a pleasure. As always, let's keep it sooner rather than later to you and your old man. All right. Sounds good. Just let me know. Thanks right. for having me on. Three more sacks this week for you. That'd be beautiful. All right. Go get them, fella. What'd you think, Wes? That's your first uh, AJ Hawk experience. What a good guy! Oh, he's terrific. Yeah, isn't he? he's cool. He's so down to earth. I love. Well, he's an Ohioan, so you got to figure he's going to be down to earth. Yeah, I. You know, I always mean to bring that up to him. I always say, you know, Ohio is a is a black state. It's on the wrong side of the border. Pennsylvania being the the right side. And, you know, the one thing that your state has is that Ohio River. The only reason you had any commerce in the 19th century was because the river ran through your state there. I don't don't understand why you get to call it the Ohio River, though, when it emanates from the banks of the three rivers. The Allegheny and Monongahela converge to form the mighty Ohio. It should be the Lemieux River. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's that's bold. I think the uh, Steel Curtain River. I don't know what, but not not the Ohio River. I think Kentucky actually owns more of the river than Cincinnati, where where that meets. It's weird, and they have our airport too. That is weird. Yeah, yeah. Listen, point is, let's let's stop taking credit for other people's work. I've got a good line. Remember Jim Murray, L.A. Times sure. sports writer, great great writer. Right. He, he said uh, of Cincinnati. When he visits there, it must be Kentucky's term to use the cement mixer. There's there's always construction going on. I thought that was a good line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you you enjoy you summoned that one yeah. to uh, to remark on your own town. All right, listen, Wes, we're going to bring him in here in a second. We're going to put it on videotape. It is the Red Challenge flag segment. We're going to go through through the games with our pal Elliot Harrison here in just a second. And uh, and uh, and that'll be that. Let's get to the picks for week seven. Hi and hello and welcome to the latest edition of DDFP TV. You've joined us just in time for our famous red challenge flag segment. Here it is, the red challenge flag, or it's a sweatshirt actually of a girl Hi, I budge. took out of the out of the newsroom. Yeah, let's spare no expense here on DDFP TV. Elliot Harrison, you know him from NFL Fantasy Live, from his power rankings on NFL.com and beyond. And there's Chris Wessling, who you know from around the league. They do a wonderful podcast, he and his pals, and they make very nice pages for all the pro football aficionados. And as always, they do it with a bit of mirth. Today, I'm going to give you four football games on the slate for Week 7, and you tell me who you think is going to be the winner. If you wish, Elliot Harrison, you may throw the red challenge flag or vice versa. Now, we'll begin with this one. <laughs> what has been the best rivalry in the NFL? Not yet. Oh, not okay, yet. Sorry. I do. Now, as you know, though, I do like conflict. So please, All for right. the sake of the drama of those watching mm-hmm. right now, please just disagree. Argue. That's, okay. a, that's a, it's a key tenet. I'm really going to work on All it. All right. Okay, good, good. We'll start it off with, like I was saying, the best rivalry probably of the last decade, at least until the Seahawks and 49ers made the scene. Both teams a little down this year. I'm talking, of course, about the Baltimore Ravens. They're visiting their foe, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Heinz Field, Elliott, I'm going to start with you. Well, you threw me off. I thought we were going to go Chargers-Jags, so I was starting to get mentally ready. <laughs> that one's uh, juicy, too. I, I apologize. I tell you, I think the Steelers are going to win at uh, 13-10. Steelers may not be able to get after the quarterback, but when Baltimore doesn't run the football... Why should the pass rushers even hesitate? Give him the red challenge flag in case he wants to throw it at you. <laughs> I thought I was going to use this, but I'm going with the Steelers as well. <laughs> really? I think they're playing better. Their offense is finally moving the ball. Big Ben's playing much better than anybody yeah. wants to give him credit for. Moreover, I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> now, see, now that's just more agreement, and that's uh, not okay. what anybody wants. But I will say I agree with you, Wes. A good point. Roethlisberger, it's a little under the radar, but he's playing very well given what he's surrounded by, or, or better yet, what he's not surrounded by, capable uh, tackles on either side of the, of that woeful line. But they are coming on a bit with Heath Miller. I can see them getting that one. And I got so much grief on Twitter for suggesting in my power rankings that Roethlisberger was a better quarterback than Andrew Luck at this point in his career. I mean, I got killed for it. But, I mean, we saw that even Andrew Luck can be stopped. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger has the skins on the wall, if you will. Yep, I agree. All right, so let's move on. We're in agreement on that Steelers game. Next one, then, Elliot Harrison, you're from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, so we'll go with that game. They have a, a game up in Philadelphia this weekend. Cowboys at Eagles. I'm going to start with Wesling on this one. I am going with the Cowboys. I think they just have a stronger team than the Eagles. Elliot Harrison. Can I 
I don't know. I'm going to give it back to you. This is great. This is really, I mean, the production value. That wasn't, a, that wasn't a really harsh throw. I think you well, have more of that. You keep handing it to the wrong guy. Oh, I got you. You're right. You You're know? right. I did. So that we have to, I actually think. Yeah, but Andy Dalton throws it harder than you just threw. <laughs> and that's saying something. You know, I was just saying earlier today with the, who the Cowboys are starting on their defensive line. I mean, Jason Hatcher's playing hurt. DeMarcus Ware is out. Obviously, Anthony Spencer's uh, out, and he was overweight anyways beforehand. And their defensive line is great if you're playing Louisiana Tech. I mean, at the end of the day, they're not going to be able to get any pressure on Nick Foles. I actually think the Eagles win, and that game is in Philadelphia. I'll also say this about it. I think that Shady McCoy is going to gash. Not, I mean, the main reason is because of what's going on with that defensive front there in Dallas. But beyond that, Shady McCoy is making hay week in and week out. And anyone who was under the illusion that Mike Vick was going to make Shady McCoy go, yeah, you can still run Chip Kelly's offense with Nick Foles. And, uh, and obviously he did great last week. I'm taking the, the Eagles at home there, too. And I do think a final score of 89-86 is about what it should expect. No defense on either side of the ball there. Battle for first place. Yes. That's exactly right. Pretty sad. We we go from the woeful AFC North to the woefuler NFC East. Let's now talk about the Bengals of that AFC North. They're the front runners right now. At the surprising Lions, what say you, Elliot Harrison? Oh, no, you, keep you, the red flag should, there. The, <laughs> he, he totally uh, I get confused right. by I have the rules. ready. All right, uh, Bengals at Lions, I, I think this is one of the toughest games uh, to call of the week. But with Calvin Johnson, you know, I know he participated in practice, but I think it's pretty clear that the guy is not 100%. If you're the Lions, you can't expect Joseph Fourier to get uh, three touchdowns again. I'm taking Cincinnati in this ball game. Running the football with the law firm in on Gio the Bernard. road, a little bit of a Rust Belt special. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's Westling. There we go. The but, Bengals have been awful on the road this year. They're a much better team playing at home. Calvin Johnson did practice today. I think that's a very good sign. When even when he's healthy, he often takes off Wednesdays. So I think that's a good sign. The Lions. I think are going to win this game. Yeah, I'm having a tough time making a call on this one, too. Andy Dalton, for all the criticism, did look pretty good last week, finally targeting A.J. Green a little bit, and it pays off. Gio Bernard coming on. That offense has a chance to be dynamic in spite of Andy Dalton. That's the only thing that can hold him back. Two pretty good defenses. The Bengals is a little bit better. All that being said, yeah, it's the Lions at home just because the Bengals don't travel well. Lastly, I guess the signature game of the weekend, at least according to Jim Ursay, Peyton Manning. Did you know, did you guys know that before he played with the Broncos, he played for Indianapolis for quite some time? I, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that, actually. So now this is his homecoming game. So yeah. I'm going to start with you, Al. No, I'm going to start with Wes. Yes, I start with Wes uh, here. Who's going to win the Denver Broncos at the Indianapolis Colts? Did you know Jerome Bettis is from Detroit? I've heard about that. (laughs) Did you know Tony Gonzalez played basketball in in, uh, college? I don't know if either one of you guys did, but I'd like to bring things full circle. I like Uh a lot of synergy. We just talked about the Lions. Did you know that... Marcus Pollard played for both the Colts and the Lions. Well, see, that's an actual tidbit. (laughs) Here's another one. Uh Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. I didn't. All right, Wes, make your pick here. You know what? In this league, Dan Mashek, (laughs) you can't. All right, go ahead. Hey, if the season ended today, but the season isn't ending today, right? We're sure about that. So it's a moot point. We don't need to bring it up. All right, go ahead. Broncos win. They're the better team. Colts uh, think they're a power-running offense, and the Broncos have the best run defense in the NFL and the worst pass defense. Yeah, a very under-the-radar, I agree with you, so I'm going to give you this old ah, ratty sweater. Anaclimactic end. All smells right. like Mariucci's Brute. 
<laughs> does I always tease him about that. But I'll tell you what, under the radar signing this year, I thought, was Terrence Knighton, the defensive tackle they, they got from Jacksonville. Look, the guy's not going to get you eight sacks. He's a plugger. He's a, a Casey Hampton in a 4-3. But he's doing his job. And we should mention that those rushing numbers are also because when you're trailing by 26 points in the third quarter, you're going to quit handing the ball in the belly of your running back. But uh, at the end of the day, I agree with you. That's one part of their defense that's played pretty well. I think that, uh, that it, it really is fascinating given all the Jim Ursay back and forth. I know, Wes, that you don't think it, it's, a, it's much ado about nothing. But I wonder now if Peyton gets up for this. Of course, he'll play with a chip on his shoulder. But he has not always played well when put in the spotlight in these big spots there. He might not necessarily do well. I do think, though, Von Miller's return is going to give that defense a boost. He'll get after Andrew Luck and company. So I'm going to take the Broncos on the on the road here. They they and bottom line is they're just a better team at this point. So it begs the question: Do pass rushers get rusty? I guess we will find out. Uh, it, well, you know, and it, we'll find out because Andrew Luck is so good out of the pocket. And I know this is something that you and I were talking today about most mobile quarterbacks. We're going to do that tomorrow for NFL.com Live on Thursday Night Football. You know the promo that you can never get right that's that right one, i yeah. do remember that uh but it'll be interesting against andrew luck and you know the bottom line is von miller hasn't played a real football game since january so i don't think we can just expect him to come back and be an 18 sack style player well it is another juicy week of nfl action upcoming thanks to chris wessling thanks to elliot harrison thanks to you for watching enjoy the games everybody So that's that. Thanks to Elliot Harrison. Wes, thanks for jumping in and uh, kibitzing with us. And and, uh, you made a new friend, A.J. Hawk. Yeah, I'm happy. That's a good guy. The question, I kept coming up with questions. The question I should ask him was how he thought you did. That is a good question. And then asked him who he likes better, you or Rank. Hmm. He might now like you better because Rank is a Bears fan. And I don't know that Hawk enjoys that. I outrank him now. And, oh, very nice. And now, yeah, there's a lot that we got to figure out the hierarchy, the little rivalries that are emerging here because of this podcast, um, including former Buckeye pals, Heartline and Hawk. And if we take our cue from the WWE, we can manufacture rivalries. That's true. Well, we got to get Hawk at some point to shoot a WWE style promo. But I don't know what's going to happen with uh, with Heartline and Hawk now. Hawk fired back. He's like, I don't know what that's about. Then he then he did gather himself a little bit and, and tag him with, uh, he looks like a 40-year-old man now with that uh, goatee. Uh, you're already manufacturing. I like it. I know. I might even have to tweet that at Heartline to get his response on that. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right, listen. Enjoy the games of football all the weekend long. We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce later on. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. 
Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.